Welcome to the Mind and Body Strong podcast, a place for women to redefine their relationship with food and their body, tune into their inner wisdom, and become the best version of themselves. My name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm an anti-diet and body image coach, certified personal trainer, and lover of all things travel, brunch, and personal growth. Join us each week as we share insightful conversations with guest experts, along with my own personal stories and teachings that aim to help you reconnect your mind, body, and spirit while releasing old beliefs, dogma, and expectations that no longer serve you. Each episode is packed with nuggets of wisdom that are sure to leave you feeling inspired, challenged, and empowered to take action in your own life. Shy away from tough topics? No way. In this space, we welcome things including mental health, sex, diversity, eating disorders, weight stigma, and all that comes with having a human experience. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me, so grab a notebook, pen, and some headphones, and let's dive in. Hello, my friends, and Happy New Year. This is our first episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast in the year 2022. So crazy, and I want you to stick around for this episode. You probably saw the title because we will be talking today about setting sustainable goals and the three key differences between goals and intentions. But before we do that, I wanted to share some really fun stats with you about the podcast. So I have been doing this podcast for about three years. I started it in about August, September of 2018, and it's been on and off. So about just over three years, I guess, is how long I've been doing it. And I recently switched over my podcasting platform to my main hub of Kajabi. Now, if you are a business owner or you run any type of small business or blog or podcast, I highly, highly recommend Kajabi. Kajabi is like your all one, one-stop one shop for everything. They have coaching, they have courses, they have podcasts. You can do all your email marketing, all of your landing pages. And I used to use Spreaker, which was an awesome platform, don't get me wrong, but I am someone who likes to have everything in one place. So I recently switched over the podcast to Kajabi in August of... 2021. And now we've got some fun stats to share with you. So I wanted to share a couple of cool things, specifically the top countries that are listening, because there's some listeners in obviously a lot in the United States, because that's where I live, over a thousand listeners since August, which is super fun, or, or downloads rather. And there's a lot in Japan, which actually surprised me. There was 72 downloads from Japan. So if you're out there listening to the podcast in Japan, hello. And we have the next one up is China, which is super interesting to me as well. So hello to all my people who are downloading the podcast out there in China. And then the next two are Canada and Australia, which is so fun. I love that the podcast is getting around the globe and hopefully spreading to you lots of inspiration and guidance on how you can become more connected to yourself. I think that's really ultimately my main goal with this podcast is giving you information, um, action steps, stories, bringing on guests that are going to really inspire you to become more in touch with yourself, mind, body, soul, and spirit. So super, super fun. Um, Since I've switched over the podcast to Kajabi, we have had 1,000 
100, sorry, 1,342 downloads. And I'm just really pumped about that. Before we switched over the podcast from Spreaker to Kajabi, we had, I think, close to 5,000 downloads, which is super exciting and something to celebrate. And we're going to have another year of a really incredible content. I already have almost all of Q1 planned out with incredible guests and some more solo episodes from me because I haven't been doing a lot of those. And so I'm going to make it more of a priority to do some of those this coming year. So look forward to that. I also wanted to take a quick moment and just read a couple of the reviews. You guys have no idea like how much reading these reviews really means to me. And that's a big goal of mine for 2022 is to get this podcast into the hands of more people. And the way that that happens is by leaving a rating and review on Google Podcast. And I'm going to start reading some of these on the podcast because I really love them and they're really inspiring and it really helps to guide me towards what other conversations to have, what other guests to have on. So if there's this particular episode or a particular takeaway that you got from an episode, please let me know that in the reviews on Apple Podcast. And that would be so, so helpful. You could even send me an email at katie at mindandbodystrong.com and let me know there if you don't have access to Apple Podcast. So I wanted to share with you two of the reviews I got over the last couple of months that just really were amazing. So this one's from Miss Brittany Noel, which is my big sister in my sorority. And I loved reading this from her. And she said, inspiring, loving, and optimistic. Listening to Katie is such a breath of fresh air. She's got a contagious, can-do attitude and makes her listeners feel welcomed and loved in her little corner of the internet. Her wisdom and knowledge are presented without making her listeners feel bad about themselves and presented without a condescending attitude. Can't wait for the next show. Love that. Thank you so much, Brittany. And I appreciate all the support you've always shown me throughout the years. This next one is from Empowered Curiosity, and she says, Kindness goes a long way. I appreciate Katie's perspective on how to approach the body with kindness and empathy. Such a needed voice in the conversation around body image as we all do the work to deconstruct the perceived, projected narratives about our bodies. Thank you. And thank you for leaving such a kind review. I love that. So, As a quick reminder, reviews are everything when it comes to podcasting to really help get that message out into the world. So if you could even just take two minutes and do that after this episode, I would so, so much appreciate that. And I hope to share that on an upcoming episode, to share that review on the podcast. So now to get into our actual content for today, setting sustainable goals and the three main key differences between goals and intentions. Obviously, I think it goes without saying the reason I want to do this topic at the beginning of the year is because anytime we reach a new year, everyone is thinking about New Year's resolutions. And the funny thing about New Year's resolutions is that, and I've done this before too, where you set so many big things that you want to change about your life and you think you need to do them all like yesterday. And so you want to achieve them all super, super fast. You expect yourself to do the utmost of every single goal every single day and to follow through and it becomes like this very rigid process. I also heard a fellow intuitive eating body image coach in this space recently share how resolutions almost 
kind of projects that something is wrong with us that needs fixing. And that's just never, never the case. Obviously, we always want to be growing and expanding and learning more about ourselves. But this idea that kind of comes behind this resolution of like needing to change ourselves because we're somehow broken is just not the case. That's something that I hold very true for my clients and my coaching and just anyone out there in the world is that we are all whole and complete and we don't need to be fixed, right? It's more of this, what I'm learning in my own processes is more this like remembrance of who we've always been and kind of stripping away a lot of the narratives and stories and expectations that we've picked up along the way that have clouded that so that we can come back to remembering who it, who it was we actually are, right? Which, who we've always been. So I thought that was a really interesting perspective on that. Now, as we reach, obviously, the new year, lots of people are setting some type of goal, right? And goals are fantastic, right? They help us reach the things that we are trying to do in any area of our life, whether it be our health, our fitness, our finances, our relationships, whatever that might be, right? But the thing that we do that I think messes us up a little bit, and I see this happen a lot in the fitness space because I have been involved in the fitness space for six years now, is that someone will come in after not doing any form of physical activity for a very long time and expect themselves to come every single day. And that's where we really get ourselves caught up. We create all these really rigid boundaries and expect ourselves to really do every single thing. It's like this all or nothing mentality that we start to create around our goals. And that's basically the reason why most people don't even follow through with these resolutions that they set. Most people are going to set resolutions or some type of goal for the new year. And unfortunately, probably 95%, this is just a made up statistic in my mind, so take it or leave it will not follow through with those or they might go really really strong for the first couple of weeks couple of months and then fizzle out now this is not a matter of willpower this is not because they didn't want it bad enough it's nothing like that what I've learned from my coaching certification in behavior change is that we are just kind of going about creating sustainable behavior changes in the wrong way when we really understand that creating sustainable goals, whether it be around our finances and saving or creating a more consistent, active lifestyle. We have to pick goals that are almost so small that it seems silly to set. We need to set ourselves up for success. And in my trust your body coaching experience, one of the things I I really market is that, of course, we we don't trust our bodies at first. Of course, like I have people coming into this program understanding that they probably have lost trust with themselves along the way because of all the expectations that they have probably set through goals and maybe not followed through on them because they have created them so rigidly, right? So the process of learning how to trust yourself again and trust your body again is to create these really manageable goals that you can actually achieve. So you can actually start to drop the marbles in the trust bucket, so to speak. And that's really where we start to create that consistency, Right. So it's actually consistency is the most important piece of the equation when we're talking about goal setting or intentions. Consistency over quantity. So before we can do the quantity piece, we'll take fitness as an easy example. And especially because 
most people, when they're setting any kind of resolution, it's going to be mostly fitness and health related. So we'll just kind of stay on that topic to make it easy for examples. So if your goal is to be more active and you set a goal for yourself to, I don't know, run every day, but you've never run a day in your life, do you think that that's going to be something you're looking forward to every single day? Maybe for the first couple of weeks, but then inevitably life happens, right? And if we are consistently forcing ourselves to do these things that we set out to do just for the sake of finishing the goal, we're not allowing ourselves to actually tune into our body and see what we need. And there was a book I was reading called No Sweat, talking about the science of motivation, that shares this really interesting perspective on that piece of it, which is that when we set goals like that and we aren't allowing ourselves to, and we're forcing ourselves to do them, we're creating this like punishment in our mind and we're creating this like chore. And so now we're associating that behavior of running with a chore or a punishment. And that's obviously not something that we want to create. We want to create long sustaining habit change for our life, something that we actually look forward to, something that benefits us. So it actually doesn't do us a lot of justice to ignore our body's cues and force ourselves to go through with it, right? That's why I always say that being more flexible versus rigid is going to allow you to sustain this over the long haul. An example of this that's really great is if you have set out to do running, for example, and your life just happens. You have a big project at work. Maybe you have kids or a significant other that was sick and you're trying to help them. And you just feel really burnt out by the time you get to this day that you have committed to running. And maybe you have set out to run eight miles. And you're like, wow, I am just, I could force myself to do this. And you see your mind going back and forth. You're like, oh, I could force myself to do the 45 minutes I told myself to do. Or maybe I'll just do nothing. And it's this all or nothing that we kind of create in our minds. And what I want to offer to you is that if we allow ourselves to step back in that moment and ask our bodies, what is it that you need right now? Like, would it feel good to move in any way? It doesn't have to be running eight miles. What if I walked four? Like, would that be something that I want to do, right? And allowing yourself that flexibility to take a step back and see what's actually the middle ground here. Because I've created the all or nothing situation of I either force myself to do this 45 minute workout that I told that I was going to do or eight miles, whatever. And, or I've created this situation where I do nothing. What if I created that third option in the middle that actually allows me to still move because it makes me feel good, but in any way that I want to that day, it allows us that more flexibility to really check in on ourselves and see what is actually going to be helpful And that's what's really going to help us be consistent over the long term when we allow those moments to step back and see where we're at, what's going to actually feel good today. And oftentimes I've found with clients, if they're setting goals or intentions for themselves, and we'll get into the differences in just a little bit, if they're setting those those goals for themselves and they're not following through on those, it's actually a really great opportunity for us to look at those and say, is this really even something I want or is this something that I think I should want? That should word is always when we are on 
someone else's agenda and we have made up our minds that this is something we, we must do in order to be recognized or successful or a good person or whatever we might have decided it would be. So take that moment and really ask yourself if you're setting goals and you're not actually following through on them, is this something you actually want? And if it's not, that's a great opportunity for you to actually create goals and intentions that are going to actually get you towards what you want. So that can be a really fantastic opportunity. So I want you to look at that in a different way of like not achieving the goal or intention and actually use that as feedback instead of an avenue to beat the hell out of yourself, which is what a lot of people do and why a lot of people don't set any kind of goals and intentions because they're afraid of how they're going to beat themselves up on the other end of that or what they're going to make that mean about themselves because they didn't achieve it. But what if it's really great feedback for the direction that we actually need to take our lives? What if that can actually be the best feedback that we can give ourselves, right? So I want to just offer that to you. So let's get into the differences between goals and intentions and where both of them can actually be helpful because now that we kind of understand that setting these audacious goals and setting out to do something every single day when we haven't even done it once a week consistently is not actually helpful and we can set those goals smaller and help us to do that. Let's understand the differences between goals and intentions and how they can actually work together to create this consistency over the long haul, no matter what you're trying to achieve, okay? So number one is that goals are focused on the future. Intentions are focused on the present moment, right? So when we're setting a goal out, say you want to save $3,000 in your savings account. I'm going to switch it to a a savings goal because that's something that I am working on. Say you want to set a goal for saving $3,000 by the end of 2022, for example. That would be your future goal. Now, your intention in the present moment is more of this internal feeling. Goals, I always see as more of this external reflection of measuring if you actually got to the thing, whereas intentions are going to be your in-the-moment, present experience, allowing yourself to feel your feelings and to readjust and reevaluate as you go along the way. So intentions are in the present moment. So as you're doing a goal to save... Your intentions for the present moment or for the week would be to spend more in alignment with your goals, to spend more in alignment with your values, to set out to put aside that $10 a week at first and then slowly increase it until you feel comfortable with that. That's going to be something that you can focus on, right? That's going to give you a small win also to show you, I can save, I can do it, even if it's $5, You're intentionally putting that away and saying, I'm moving towards this goal, right? Number two, goals are a destination or a specific achievement. Intentions are lived every day, independent of achieving the goal or destination. That's a really important piece there. So let me read that again. So intentions are lived every day, independent of achieving the goal or destination. So the goal is the destination or specific achievement can be measured objectively. Everyone can say yes or no, they did achieve or did not achieve set goal. But the intentions are lived daily. So we're living in, again, this is where I really see intentions as living in your body versus measuring yourself externally. And the key part there is 
your intentions, your living at intention to move towards that goal. And you're choosing to do that even when you don't achieve that the full goal or destination. Again, this is like a, a really great opportunity for you to course correct and see, is this really the, the direction I want to go? Or do I want to, you know, I've been going right for so long. Do I want to actually take a left or go back a few steps? Like that actually is an option, right? So number three is goals are external achievements. Intentions are all about your relationship to yourself and others, which is so, so important. It's like the running example that we gave. If you have a really hard week at work and life happens and you have unexpected things come up and your body is screaming to you, I am so tired. I need some more attention or I can't do this thing right now. Don't force me to do this. Our bodies are like a person, right? We need to communicate with them and learn how to feel into those emotions that we're feeling and allow them to be there and allow ourselves to feel into that. That's an important piece of this. So goals are external achievements, again, measured outside of us. Intentions are about a relationship to ourselves. The other thing I want to talk about, this is one of my mentors talks about this, about perfectionist fantasies. This is where that comes up when we're setting goals and we think I'm going to run every single day of the week and just do all the things, right? Whatever it is. And that's really this perfectionist fantasy that is a mindset that we can really shift. That's where a lot of times if you identify with being a perfectionist and wanting to do all the things at once, where it can actually feel really frustrating to set goals that seem so small because you don't think that you're going to get there fast enough. Now, this is me speaking to myself as well. I'm one of these people who wants to do everything yesterday. (laughs) So this is something I have to remind myself that those small things over a long period of time are actually going to be what adds up and creates that consistency and also creates the confidence because you are showing yourself that you will show up for yourself and you will do the thing and you will also allow flexibility for when life happens but still continue to go forward. So that's something I wanted to mention as well. So allow yourself to create flexibility, check in with your body, switch from this all or nothing and really focus in on that your body as well as your mind your mind probably has a lot of narratives and expectations that it's been living from that oftentimes aren't even yours so sorting through those and figuring out what's actually yours and what's not can be really helpful and using your body as a compass to really help you guide towards what you need in that present moment shifting to that intention of the present moment looking internally to see what it is you need in those moments. So I hope that those really help you with those things. I do want to give you a couple of questions that you can ask yourself in order to help you narrow down what it is that you want so that you can write yourself some goals and intentions. And I'm also here to help you. If you need some help with this, you can email me, katie at mindandbodystrong.com. Happy to have this conversation with you. Here's some questions that you can ask yourself though. What do you want? What do you want? Not what you think you should want. What do you want? And once you've answered that, why is that important to you? And what will having that do for you? Another really fun question that I like to ask my clients is who else will benefit Especially I see this with women when they are setting self-care goals or 
just any kind of goal that's going to, they perceive taking away time from their family and putting quotes in the air. Because when you actually look at it, when you're doing things that help you feel better and feel your best and be a kinder human, then the other people around you get to benefit. They might not realize it at first, but they will benefit. And so this is also where having honest conversations with the people around you, whether they be a significant other, kids, friends, coworkers, and letting them in on your goals and intentions can be really powerful because that they understand where you're coming from and they can actually help cheer you on. Another question you can ask yourself is how will you know that you have it? This is a really fun one because you get to be more sensory with your achieving your goal. So what will it feel like? What will you be doing? What will you be saying about yourself? Are there certain like smells or tastes or textures that are present in this reality where you achieve said goal? That can be really helpful in helping you really feel in and sink into that this gets to be your new reality. The next question is really identifying obstacles that might be standing in your way. So ask yourself what might be stopping you and what do you need to let go of? This last piece is really important too because a lot of times what we need to let go of is often mindsets and narratives and expectations that are not actually ours and they're not actually serving us and they might have served as some type of protection in the past but maybe aren't serving us any further and so letting go of those can be really helpful. And the last one is, what support do you need to get there? Do you need to talk to your spouse or your significant other or whoever in your life to help you make this a reality for yourself? Is there someone that you can get together with and go to a fitness class with if that's a goal that you're trying to achieve? Creating that accountability around those things can be really, really helpful in helping you stay consistent and also making it more fun. I find for myself when I'm doing it with other people, it's just is so much more fun. So I hope that you got a lot from that. I also want to end this episode with letting you know that if this really resonated with you and you're looking to specifically to learn how to trust your body when it comes to food, when it comes to rewriting your body image stories, when it comes to reframing exercise in a way that makes it fun, I want to invite you to my Trust Your Body coaching experience. This is a private coaching experience. It's six months long where you meet one-on-one with me via Zoom and we talk through all of these things, give you all of the, the guidelines for intuitive eating, breaking down old body image stories to help you renovate and empower yourself towards new ones, and creating an active lifestyle, one that actually feels good and supports who you are. So it, this coaching container is going to be a really great fit for you. If you're ready to start untangling the diet culture rules that have been running your life and start to learn how to rely on your body's innate wisdom, if you want to put your health first but are unsure of how to do that without feeling obsessive or restricting via diets, you want to be able to reclaim your pleasure in your eating experience and stop living by food rules, you want to learn how to move your body from a place of celebration and connection and are coachable and willing to show up even when things feel challenging. Now, because of the deep nature that I do with my clients in this work and the energetic commitment on both our parts, I'm only allowing four new clients into this six-month container for those four people. That's it for right now because that's what I have energy for and I really want to show up 
my best to give these four clients everything they need in order to learn how to trust their bodies and come home to themselves. So if this is something that you want to commit to in the new year and you're finally ready to start to peel back the diet culture and beauty culture messages and start to uncover your true self and your authentic self and start to live more towards that, then I want to invite you to a connection call where we can really sort out what it is that you want and help you become more clear on this. Now, the wonderful part about this call is that it's really a collaboration. We are working together to see what it is you want and if working together would be a great fit, awesome. If not, I have a network of incredible coaches and healers that could be a better fit for you. And that's what's really fun about this conversation is it's truly in your best interest to to have it. <laughs> it's going to help you no matter what if you decide to go forward with coaching with me, with someone else, or just take those next steps that we uncover in our session together and do this yourself. So if that's something that you want to look into more, you can visit www.mindandbodystrong.com forward slash coaching. And I would love to have this conversation with you. All right, my friends, until next week, take care. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. If you loved this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a five-star rating and review or share a screenshot of the episode on your social media platforms. This helps even more women be able to find the podcast and move towards their own personal transformation. Or come on over to Instagram and send me a DM. Let me know what you thought of the episode or let me know about future topics you'd love to hear here on the podcast. Sending love to you no matter where you're at in the world, my friends. Until next week, take care.